In this month's episode of Table Tennis Talk, Table Tennis is back, finally. We've got news on the upcoming World Cup events and the ongoing Thursday Night Live T2 events in the U.S. Also, Joey's had a very special delivery that he shares with us. And if you're getting back to playing table tennis like we are, make sure to stretch to avoid the dreaded forehand loop jam. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Table Tennis Talk. It's September 2020. Uh, this is episode number 18. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Lewis, and I'm here with Joey Cochran. How's it going, Joey? Hey, Ryan. It's going really good. How are you doing? Uh, I am. I'm excited. Table tennis is starting again. It feels like there's there's hope in the table tennis community that uh, we will play again someday. <laughs> it's so, coming for sure. I think there are a few pretty exciting announcements recently, so I'm excited to yeah. talk about it and get going again on it. Yeah, so let's uh, let's kick it off now. Um, the last episode we had to record a little bit early uh, because um, because you had a very busy uh, month, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, uh, August for sure was probably one of the busiest months of my whole life. Um, Lay it on us. Yeah, so I mean, I guess the big news is that my wife had a baby. Um, woo! Yeah, woo! Uh, it's been it's been really fun. Um, pretty exciting times. We had like a lot of family come out, and um, yeah, so we had a baby. Uh, he's a baby boy. His name is Liam. Uh, he was just under eight pounds, and nice. he's awesome. He's really calm. He. He likes to sleep a lot and he eats a lot and he goes to the bathroom a lot in his now, pants. What did your, okay. how did, how, how did you convince your wife to name your kid after Liam Pitchford? That's what I'm curious about. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, that's a good question. I didn't even think of it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just I I'm Irish, so I wanted an Irish name, That's and name. she was okay with that, and so cool. we went with Liam. I I really like the yeah. name William, but I oh, have no. a yeah. nephew named Willie, and I have another <laughs> nephew named William, so okay, uh, we went with Liam. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Other have news. You... Um. We. What was that? Sorry. Uh, have you been able to do anything other than the than the baby? Yeah, so he's actually like I don't really have a whole lot of experience with babies, but I feel like he is a really easy baby. Um, nice. He like he'll sleep a lot. He doesn't really cry a whole lot. Like he'll he'll have some meltdowns like in the evenings. There's like between seven and eight. It seems like he's always really grumpy. But other mm -hmm. than that, like he's been really calm. He he'll just kind of snuggle and. Um, when he's awake and he's really just been a nice baby. <laughs> so awesome. as far as like other things, and also we've had a ton of help. So like my mom came out for a week to just help out with the baby. Um, my wife's parents have been helping a lot and like her mom will come and sleep on the couch and 
um, just kind of let us sleep through the night and just kind of take care of the baby in the night. She's done that a couple of times, which has been really nice. Um, and so we've had a lot of help. So it's, it's been, it's made it much easier to just kind of like live our lives a little bit. Um, and then the baby's just been really good. So, um, yeah. So other than having a baby, we've, uh, I, have started a a new company. Um, it's just, it's in the (laughs) works right now. So that's been kind of cool. Um, baby company and a baby human. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, I've been able to keep up on my YouTube for the most part. I think I missed like a week, which was okay. We were still in the hospital and I didn't really want to deal with publishing YouTube stuff. Um, Sure. (laughs) We, uh, so we, we did, we, we gained a member of our family, but then we also lost a member of our family. So we, uh, we have this something about like, I don't know, kind of weird about us is we have a lot of plants and Uh. some of them are kind of just like, maybe like exotic, like unusual plants that I just, that we really like. Sure. So there's this one plant that we, we adopted in, into our family. It was a, this cactus. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, it wasn't just like a normal cat. It was this massive cactus. It was, I think maybe like six, over six feet tall, like six and a half feet tall or something. It was, wow. It's been alive since like the 1970s. So like 50 years old. Wow. And, or maybe 40, 40 or 50 years old, something like that. It's this old, like really cool cactus and we bought it in salt lake city and at this really kind of a unique plant store and it was we we had we gave it a name it was named pickle and uh, (laughs) anyway so we like this a couple weeks ago and we were replanting it and Mm. after we replanted it it started to like get turned black which is okay if it's on the top but if it starts to turn black on the bottom, there's like nothing you can do to save it. Apparently, that's what we have read about it. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so I don't know if you've been to our house. You have been to our house, but we have this really tall house, and the cactus is up like on the top floor. Yeah. And because that's cactuses are kind of weird. They need like a lot of sunlight, and they're kind of the the watering and stuff is kind of interesting for them. But so we this cactus has started to die. So. It's this big, massive thing that's really spiky and pokey, and we didn't really know what to do with it because it weighs a ton. And it's, yeah, so we decided to, like, throw it out of our window at this, like, on the top of our house. (laughs) It's a three-floor house, so it's, like, on this third floor. We just, like, throw it out the window, and then we pick it up and, like, clean it up at, like, in our backyard. So we, we throw it out the window, and... We then we go downstairs to like clean up the mess, and yeah. it turned out that like just this little piece of it was black, and we we cut it off, and it would it would have been totally fine. So we we killed oh. our cactus <laughs> by throwing it out the window. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> so yeah, we we get it, and then we like we we try to stand it back up, and there's like this big giant break like kink in it like three or four oh, feet up it's like totally totally dead we tried to we tried to save it but then it just it died we we killed it and i think what oh, had happened so is sad. when we replanted it we had the dirt up a little too high and like the cactus that's touching the dirt it didn't like it the, the moisture of it so like the oh. part that was touching the dirt was was rotting mm. but anyway so that was kind of sad that's but at least, yeah. at least we got Liam, so it's probably a, a good trade, <laughs> yeah. I guess. So, yeah. Um, and then just like kind of dealing with COVID, it's been, it's been actually kind of nice. Like 
I know the world's like burning down right now and a lot of people are sick and dying and companies are going out and people are, but like for us, it's been kind of nice to just like stay at home, especially with a baby, like being able to work from home has been just like awesome. Like I've been able to like help out and still get all my work done. I, I've been keeping up on like my YouTube and, uh, with, um, family and I've been cooking way more and, um, yeah, just it seems like there've been like a lot of really good things just like being kind of secluded at home. Um yeah. I, I guess there's one more kind of funny story. Like I I bought the this shampoo. Like I don't know, like if you buy new shampoo or new body wash, it like walking around for the next like day or week or whatever, you you have that new smell and you smell it and it's like, man, that smells really good. So like yeah. I was telling my wife, like, you gotta come smell me. Like I smell amazing. And she <laughs> so she's like she comes over and smells. She's like, "You smell like pizza." <laughs> like, what? Like, no, no, I smell like it. I have an invigorating scent of minerals and and citrus, like not pizza. <laughs> like, now I'm interested about what this pizza shampoo you bought is. Yeah, no, it's not pizza. It's it's totally oh. citrus. <laughs> but anyway, I, so I that's think if, kind I of think what if there was a, I think if there was a shampoo that was like pizza scent. I would like legitimately get it because <laughs> I love pizza. And you know, if you could smell pizza all the time. I'm surprised that there's not. Like they have every other scent. Like <laughs> you go you go yeah. to the, the guy section of the shampoo aisle and they have like every scent, like musk and whatever else. Yeah. <laughs> like I really want to yeah. smell like musk. I mean maybe. <laughs> sport. Yeah, sport. I have one like I think the body wash I have has a soccer ball on it. I'm like, I don't know what a soccer ball really is supposed to smell like, but yeah. Mine has a woolly mammoth it. on it, so. Oh, okay. There you go. That's why you smell like pizza. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, why don't they have a pizza or like a steak or I don't know. What do guys like yeah. to eat? Hamburgers. Hamburgers. French fries. Anyway, how's it? What, what have you been up to? What's your month been like? It's been, or months. Uh, it's been two months really. Not, so. Yeah, not as eventful as yours. Um, I, we... No we did shampoo. have some additions. No new shampoo. We did have some additions to our family with um we bought a ton of plants, especially for the for the office. We got a okay. lime tree and a lemon tree. Awesome. Um I, I used to have a lemon tree, but I, I gave it to one of my friends. Yeah, we're we're uh it's it's really nice to see all the greenery. It it just man, it completely changes the feeling in your house or wherever your space is. It just it makes everything um, fresh and I love it. Yeah. I love plants. Yeah. I'm My wife always too. wants to get fake plants and I'm like, "No, like we're getting a real plant." <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't know. I don't like fake plants. I just I love the freshness of new plants. There are a lot of work, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of work. I actually, uh, I finished another course for Pluralsight. Um, and this one was interesting because normally I do just like voiceovers of slides and that, and for this one, I was actually in front of the camera. Um, so that was, that was cool, uh, getting everything set up and kind of in, in the, the office space that I'm in kind of like finding the right wall and getting the lighting good and the sound and everything. It was a pretty, uh, interesting. It like, uh, it was a good learning process. So, um, I think it came out pretty good. So I'm glad to have that. That's really cool. Actually finished. Yeah. So, um, 
And then I've been playing a lot of games because I get bored. Um, <laughs> I uh, I uh, mentioned to you earlier, I, I played through all of Aeon's End Legacy uh, on my you own. You played all the way through it? Yeah, I played the whole thing. I did it in two days because it was like, what was interesting, like I've played a lot of solo board games, but what, but normally it's like you'll play through one time and you kind of look back and you're like, yeah, that was, that was pretty fun. But you don't like, there's not like the hook of like, oh man, I want to play that again, like right now. And um, Aeon's End Legacy has like a story mode and every time you play a game, things change with the game. You get new like powers or you get new rules or something. And so I like the first time I played it, I played through three of the, of the nine games. And then the next like weekend I played through like the other six and it was like, it was so good. It was, it was just a really fun experience. And I, it was very bingeable, which is interesting for like a board game. You don't really think about that. That's yeah. (laughs) But, I can um, see it that like I love board games too, so I can see yeah. like if there was a story mode, I could see myself binging through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also got I so I'm I'm more of a PlayStation guy than an Xbox guy, but Xbox has this thing called Game Pass for PC, which is basically like it's kind of like a almost like a Netflix for PC games. And you get like a hundred or so games that you can play for a set amount every month. Um, and so Microsoft Flight Simulator came out, I think, uh, about a month ago. And I've never been one for like for for that kind of game, but something about it, like in 2020, just seemed like perfect. <laughs> like, would I like to just fly a plane and not have anything shoot at me or not have any like? not have any real like stress other than just like enjoying the view. Um, and so I was like, yes, I would. So the Xbox game pass for PC was like a dollar for the first month. And if you sign up for it, you get this, I mean, you get to play this brand new $60 game that just came out. Um, so I did that and, um, I didn't get too far in flight simulator, but what I, what I played was really cool. And then crusader Kings three just came out. And that's also free on on Xbox Game Pass, another brand new sixty dollar game, and um, that's cool. It's like this. It's like this uh, medieval, almost like um, political dynasty simulator where like you play over different generations of. What was the name of it? Uh, Crusader Kings Three. Crusader so, Kings Three. Okay, is that like a, a, an RTS type game? or it's by um a studio that does a lot of rts games but specifically it's more it's more like a dynasty simulator so like there's there's not really any rts to it like you can um like fight wars against other areas but like the it's very simple it's it's just like you send your army and then there's a there's a battle um have you played all these um... like have you played Ghost of Tsushima on the PlayStation? Yeah. yeah. I I played like the intro. My brother brought it over and that was a pretty cool game. I haven't tried much past the intro, but. Yeah, I, I got that. And then I brought my TV to the office and I, I haven't bought a new TV for my home, for my man cave. So um, 
I played a few hours and yeah, I loved it. Uh, but I need a TV to, to play it. Um, yeah. And then the, the other thing we've been doing is we're, we're going to get, we finally accepted, uh, the way of the world and we're going to, um, if we want to go on vacation, we're going to have to do it ourselves. So we're shopping for a travel trailer to, uh, Oh, cool. To, to take vacations and, and go around places. So that's fun. We've been doing that. I to buy one or would you rent one? We were going to buy one and then we're, we're thinking we're probably going to rent it out to people. Oh, okay. Through okay. Um, outdoorsy. So. Gotcha. Um, That's cool. I've always thought that yeah. would be like a, yeah, that'd be really fun. Especially if you're kind of have your own business and work on your own schedule, it'd be like a really cool thing to do. So. Yeah. Cause it's, we, we always, it, with our, whenever we like go on vacations, we kind of like to drive anyways because we bring our dog with us. Okay. Um, and so th- it's it's pretty rare that we ever really fly anywhere, and so we thought, well, well, really, my wife is like, how can we go on vacation and not have to use somebody else's bathroom? <laughs> and so it's like, well, we bring it with us, and we, and now we've been we've been eating we've been eating we like change the way we eat a lot, and so we don't really eat out anymore, and so it's like, well how can we like travel and not like have to eat out all the time? And it's like, well, you bring your kitchen, you bring your food with you. Wow. That would be, I never eat out or very rarely eat out, but when I travel, I eat out, like I don't do it any other way. So that's a good, that's a good point. Like you'd probably save a ton of money just on bringing your own food and cooking it yourself. If you have your own trailer, you can do that. So yeah, for sure. So that was, that was our months. Um, and man, finally, after like, after months and months of, I, I looked back because I was like, when was the last time we had like any good news? Like, when do we have like news other than everything is canceled? And it was like our February episode was the last episode when we actually talked about matches and tournaments and there was still like nothing had been canceled yet. The March episode was like, everything's canceled. And yeah, the world is, is changing. Um, but yeah, we've got some news to finally, um, what's, uh, you want to tell us what's going on? Sure. Yeah. So the big news right now is that the world cup is on, um, the it's, it'll be in November. So the women will play on November 8th to the 10th. And then the men will play the 13th to the 15th. Um, and that's actually in China, which surprised me because um, I feel like China might not be the best place to go with all the virus <laughs> stuff. But yeah, um, yeah. So, but it's it's happening. It's scheduled and it's on. And they have the player lists. Um, so the the men um, has oh shoot, I just clicked the wrong one. Sorry, one second. The men, I think it's just Canuck. Okay, so the men have uh, – we have Kanak representing the U.S., uh, which is pretty cool. And then for the women there, uh, we have Lily and uh, Jennifer Wu both playing. So that'll be that'll be pretty cool to watch and see how they do. Lily, last time, she made it to the semis or the quarters or something. So yeah. hopefully she can do well again. And um, this is like one of the biggest tournaments of the year so. Yeah, for sure. 
and, the weirdest the weirdest thing about this about this list and it's kind of the same with the men's is um they're the wild card pick is like so for the women it's bernadette socks which is like she's like, really good <laughs> she's so good and i'm like why is she the wild card like i mean i guess like i guess the the last european cup she didn't do so good but the european cup before that she was she like won the whole thing so i'm like what kind of a like table tennis world do we live in that like bernadette socks is a wild card instead of like a legitimate um player entry and for the men it was dimitri Oftrov, which is even like he's like top 10 in the world or something it's so weird but i that's that's awesome i mean that means there's so much competition um and kind of variety of players that um it's cool yeah so the way the world cup works is they take the winners of different events and so like the the world champion gets to play in the world cup the the africa cup winner gets to play in the world cup the pan am the pan am cup winner gets to play in it um so they they take like the winner of different tournaments and also the runner-up from different tournaments um and and that's how they select the world cup players and then they'll take like um like one wild card so and the wild card i think is based off of world ranking based on if like if you haven't won any of these other tournaments then the next highest world ranked player will be in there so for to me or maybe it's like from points from different tournaments but like it's kind of a weird setup it's not just like the top 20 um rank world ranked players will get in it's it's not set up that way so like for instance uh gustavo uh, Zuboy from Brazil. He's number world ranked number forty four, but he's he he was a set, he was a runner up in the Pan Am Cup, so he automatically gets selected to play in the World Cup. So, yeah, I think it's nice. It's it's almost like in some ways, I think the World Cup is almost more representative of the world than like the the table tennis championships. Totally, yeah, um, and and they only select twenty players to play in it, so it's yeah. it's a pretty exclusive group. Be it's awesome. actually probably probably my favorite tournament because I feel like anyone kind of has a shot. You just have to like beat a couple good players, like really good players. But it's not like the World Championships where you have to beat like in order to win, you have to beat out like ten other like world class <laughs> players. With this one, there's only twenty people, so yeah, it's a little bit more. I mean, it's a little bit more manageable. Like you could potentially win it. Yeah. And, then, and then, as sorry what? As somebody who's like watching it, it's you can actually potentially watch the whole thing instead of um with the, the t- World Table Tennis Championships where it's just like you just you kind of have to wait until it gets to like round of 16 to actually pay attention because there's just so many so many matches. Mm-hmm. And also another thing I really like about it is that they only choose a maximum of two players from any given country. So China only has two players. It's Ma Long and Fan Zendong for the men. Um, and, and and they chose them because Ma Long is a world champion and Fan Zendong is the highest world-ranked player from the Asia Cup list. So they have different lists that they take from. Um, but yeah, so like in the, in the semifinals, for sure you'll have at least two non-Chinese players competing, competing. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it is cool. I like that. 
And I think I think next month or in our episode next month we should do um, predictions for the men's and women's World Cup. Yeah, that sounds good. I wonder they might have the draws out by then. Um, I don't think the but draws I, are out yet. I kind of I feel like we might have to do predictions on the number three and number fourth place. <laughs> I just think about Malong and Fan Jindong. I'm like, man, they're going to be hard to beat. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard because we don't have like a year's worth of like matches leading up to it to see how different people are playing. But yeah, it's going to be hard to beat um, both of them. So when all this virus stuff hit, I don't know if you remember. Um, so China was on like super lockdown, and the yep. the Chinese national teams, I think they were in like Qatar or something like yep. that, Qatar, mm-hmm. however you say it. I wonder if they're still there. Like, have they gone back home yet? Like, where are they training? How are they training? Because, like, back before they changed the world ranking systems, China would just kind of sit on the world rankings and play, yeah. like, two tournaments a year, like the World Cup and the World Championships, and maybe, like, one other one. So you never really saw them play, but they were at home in their facilities, and they had all of their like their mimic players and their 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 training partners and everything kind of set up. So they were they were able to just train and train and train and practice and study and do all that stuff. Where if they're stuck in like Cutter, like I wonder what kind of facilities and what kind of training they're going to be getting. So maybe Ma Long and Fen Dong are going to be beatable. Probably not, but. <laughs> like I'd like to see him go down. <laughs> I'd like to see uh Kanak go and kick their butts. But, yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure I'm sure they're not there anymore. I mean, because simply because like international travels opened up again. And considering the uh kind of the the value of those players, I mean they would want them to be at home and you know, if they're gonna take care of them, it's probably easier to take care of them in China now, um, compared to like anywhere else. Um but yeah, I mean, like, you know, in some ways, this uh, pandemic and quarantine and stuff is, you know, it sounds like the old way that China liked to do things anyways, in terms of like, you just see us a couple times of year. So um, it, even in that environment before, they still dominated. So I don't know, maybe this this won't be the year unless the competitors and you know the Japanese team, uh Kanak, the Korean team, any anybody in Europe, like unless they have also been doing as good as the China team, and then maybe everybody's gonna come out and and just show their best, which um will make the matches even more fun to watch. I hope so. I'd love to see like Kokiniwa or um I don't know, any of those guys do well i I, even the chinese like i don't mind them winning but i like to see i like to see some of the other countries win every now and then (laughs) for sure yeah um okay so what about the world championships there's been some changes on that yeah so the world's um it's tentatively set for march in 2021 the the 2020 worlds will be set for march in 2021 that's it's still uh, up in the air but the last update previous to this said February or March, and then they said mm. March. So it like, I don't know. I mean, we're, it still is quite a ways off, so we'll see what happens, but at least they have like, they're expecting to do it in March of 2021. And that makes me worry a little bit about the 2021 world championships, which is set to be in Houston. Yeah. So 
I that is probably I want to say that's probably going to get delayed, but I don't really know. I mean, I I don't think anyone really knows yet. So, I mean, it 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 makes me think like, why are they even like still doing it if you're having to push it to March 2021, which isn't like, which isn't really even close. Like, it's not January 2021. It's like three months after 2020, and so I kind of feel like it's more probably more about like the uh because where it's in like korea is it in busan is that right uh i know it's in korea i don't know where in korea busan sounds right okay so like you know the the city and everything has probably invested so much in getting the facilities ready and like kind of like getting the infrastructure ready and so for a city they probably, I, I'm pretty sure they have to pay for these things anyway. So oh, like, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. And so the city wants to still have that event there because that's how the city gets money. And so um, I could see them being like, we don't care when we do it. We still want to have it. And so that's kind of a good thing about Houston is that uh, it's, it'll be the same thing with Houston. They'll be like, look, you know, if we have to bump it also to March 2021 or December or 2022 march 2022 or like december 2020 something like that i think they would still be like we still want to have it in houston which is good because i really want to (laughs) go yeah like that's an event that if if it still is being held like i will do whatever i can to get there because that's going to be amazing like seeing all those players in person is yeah it's just gonna be incredible i'll drive my uh travel trailer down there yes (laughs) you can make me breakfast (laughs) (laughs) um so one event that um if you if you've been paying attention you've probably heard about is the um usatt has been running this thursday night live t2 challenge event type uh thing i don't i don't it's kind of it's kind of unique so i don't even know what you would you would call it necessarily but it's where every thursday night they're, they're live streaming a single match between two people. Um, one of the people is, is team butterfly. And one of the people is from team Mitaku, um, USA players. Uh, and, um, a lot of the matches are mixed. So it's women playing against men players. Sometimes they're men against men, women against women. Um, so there's a cool variety and the, um, the, quality of the of the event is actually pretty good i would say like i think they have hired the the people who put on t2 the t2 events in asia to actually come and and help and kind of engineer the event and everything so um it's pretty cool i've I've been impressed that they did something like this that is pretty cool because i've always thought that we should have or that we need some sort of league system in the u.s and this is yeah. maybe like a first step into that or yeah, yeah. So you have like two teams, butterfly and Nutaku. So like, I mean, they can, if butterfly wins and butterfly can say, well, we have, we win because we have better equipment and Nutaku is inferior or maybe Nutaku wins and they can say the same thing. So it, yeah. it's good to see like companies backing teams. They've, they've drafted players for it. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool that they're putting it on, and hopefully it can it can grow. And I think that this I don't think this would have ever come about if it wasn't for COVID, because there's literally yeah. nothing else going on. So it's just <laughs> I mean, 
it's maybe a little bit of a silver lining with the pandemic, but um, yeah. it's it's cool to see that they're actually doing something, and it's cool to see it. Yeah, hopefully it can grow and get more companies involved. Yeah, that would be great. And I I think the one thing that I think is really good is the online kind of nature of it, because a lot of times, especially with um, with pretty much all sporting events, there's there's the like the the potential audience that's actually going to travel to the event and see it is small compared to the audience that would want to see it mm -hmm. somehow. I mean, I think it's the same with any sport. Um, it's why, you know, pretty much all sports are televised or, you know, you're able to watch them somehow. And so I think, uh, you know, USA tournaments kind of upping their game and, and getting things online, I think is just, uh, is, is better for the whole sport. So it's definitely yeah, I would positive love to, for sure. I would love to see an American league and, you know, I think, I think what, what might be tough is getting enough kind of companies to sponsor teams that it becomes like a thing. Like as far as I understand, like the European league um, and like T league in Japan, like there's, there's actually like companies that sponsor these teams. And so, um, I think I don't the know. sponsorship is isn't isn't small either. Like the US is so big, right? Like let's say there's a team in New yeah. York and another team in Salt Lake City. Like getting those players together to play each other isn't very easy. So right. I mean the the sponsorships would have to be somewhat significant, but it seems like Butterfly and Nataku are making it work, which is pretty awesome. So yeah, because I mean, you would have to to be able to get the entire team to go to a place for matches. You would you would basically have to to pay them a salary because otherwise, you know, if I'm I'm assuming that most U.S. players have day jobs, and you know, their day jobs probably aren't going to just let them go play sports yeah, on a Thursday time. night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's cool. I mean, like, I'm I'm excited for to see where it goes, and uh, hopefully it it uh, it continues. Hopefully, it's uh, getting a good res response. I think they're live streaming most of the things on YouTube, so um, if people are interested, they can um, can watch on YouTube. Um, okay, so do we want to uh, do you want to tell us what's in your coaching corner this month, sure. Joey? Yeah, so on my Table Tennis Junkie YouTube channel, I've been doing a lot of fast serves. I've been teaching a lot of fast serves. So in my coaching corner for the podcast, um, I just want to kind of like explain what to do after the fast serve. So when you serve fast, the ball is going to be moving fast and it's going to be coming back fast. So immediately after your serve, you're going to want to step back and get ready to rally. That's that's like the number one key. So yeah, after you serve fast, just get ready right away. And you have to be really pretty quick about it and intentional with it because if you just kind of flat-footed after serving fast, you're going to get – if you don't win the point outright on the serve, you're going to get beat on the next shot. So my coaching mm -hmm. tip of the month is to get ready quickly and be ready to rally after you serve fast. A lot of times when I serve fast, it's it's usually for the intention of getting an ace. Like that's mm -hmm. 
it, it, catching the other person off guard and then winning the point immediately. Um, and it but should is be. that that's, kind of that's the way you should that usually? If you're gonna, yeah, yeah. But okay. That being said, like you don't want to just count on that and just expect to have the ace because if your opponent does get it back, like you want to be ready for the next ball, right? But but yeah. like to your point, like if you're serving fast, you're not just serving fast to serve fast. You're serving fast to catch your opponent off guard and to get that ace. Cool. Exactly. Okay. How um, do you have any now that now that people are getting back into playing? Do you have any tips on uh, how to how to get back into it? Yeah, totally. So definitely start small, start with your fundamentals, because when you take long breaks, it's easy to pick up bad habits. Coming back, mm. you'll, you'll, you'll start doing things that you didn't used to do, or maybe, maybe some old bad habits that you thought you got rid of will come back. So start with fundamentals, just do an extra few minutes of counter drives, do an extra few minutes of looping. Like don't just go straight into drills or to match play because especially with match play, like you'll pick up bad habits right away. Like, yeah. Oh. So start, start with the fundamentals and just work your way back into it. And it's also like if you, it's also easy to get injured. If you, if you just like start going like you did before you stopped, it's you'll, yeah. you'll hurt yourself. So, um, yeah, just another reason to start easy. Cool. That's a good question, actually. So actually, yesterday I did my first lesson in it's been probably two, two and a half months or more. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what we did. We did it was a group lesson and we did a lot of fundamentals for most of the for most of the practice. And even next week, so I do them every Saturday. Next week we'll probably do something very similar, maybe maybe a little bit more advanced, but we'll just kind of work our way into it that way cool yeah I, I played with i played with my robot this week um for the first time in a probably a couple months and uh it was you know i think the the thing that i always feel when i start back playing is that i'm like man i'm really good uh <laughs> it's like i think it's like it's just like there's something about the feeling of when you're playing that just feels really good. And so when you, when you start playing, it's like, Oh, this is that feeling that I enjoy. Um, I'm sure with any onlooker, they would be like, man, what's this guy doing? He looks, he looks stupid, but, um, <laughs> it, uh, some, somehow I feel like, Oh yeah, this is, this is great. This, this feels really good. So. Man, I, I feel the exact opposite when I, really? <laughs> when I was started hitting yesterday, it was like, man, I, I feel terrible. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> All my shots feel like they're, they're weird paced and I don't know. I gotta, we gotta hit, I guess I gotta get some of that energy from you. <laughs> yeah. Well maybe, maybe there's different levels. I mean, like, I mean, you're, you're definitely at a higher level than I am. So, um, coming back from a break you probably have a lot farther to drop whereas i'm you know near the bottom anyway so yeah, right. any uh, you know it's it's kind of like yeah i mean i'm at 50 percent, but it's like i mean 50 percent is still like it's pretty it's probably it's pretty just me like i remember every summer growing up we would go on a two-week vacation just like a family vacation to, usually to like the west coast and oh, yeah. coming back my first probably week or more of practice was always so bad. And I remember my coach being like, what is wrong with you? Like, it's like riding a bike. You can't forget it. But like, 
every every summer vacation after coming back it was like starting over new i i yeah maybe you adopted that that criticism in your head and so it's not (laughs) that you are that you you it's not that you really are that off your game but you have you have your coach saying what's wrong with you it's like (laughs) scarred in my brain (laughs) yeah exactly exactly i will say though it is really nice to just like start playing again and and hitting the ball it is like i feel like my my dad bod is coming in a little bit already like i'm sitting at home not doing anything except for computer stuff and like it's good to to go out and exercise a little bit and yeah and for sure that so all right well that's our episode for the month um we uh i have been working on our website finally (laughs) it only took us uh 19 episodes to get to having an actual website that we talked about continuously on every episode (laughs) so um i will uh we'll have that up soon probably before the next episode and um, we'll have transcriptions for all of the episodes as well so I don't know if for some reason you want to read this podcast, then you can. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But yeah, we'll be doing that. And then um, I don't know. You got anything going on next month? Uh, I mean, I don't, nothing that I can think of right now. I'm sure I do. I got lots of, lots of work to do, but nothing (laughs) ping pong related. I guess I'm just going to, Keep, as far as ping pong related, I'll just keep my YouTube channel updated every week with new videos cool. and, uh, um, yeah, hopefully be playing more. So, yeah, for sure. Well, all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we'll see you next month. Yep. Thanks. Table Tennis Talk is a monthly podcast by Joey Cochran and Ryan Lewis, edited by Dan Emery from Black Matter Mastering. Music on the podcast comes from Chill Hop Records. Find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us questions, comments, or feedback on our Facebook page at Table Tennis Talk Podcast or on Twitter at TT Talk Podcast.